0: Now, well, I mean, What is up, guys? It is Madison here, Crute Lord, with John Crude Overlord, and then we have Don. Don Yank Me Noodle here with us tonight. Okay, well, there you go. Noodle. Yeah, look at this. We're live. How's it going, Kurt? So tonight we are going to talk about God and His role in the country. Know, that His role in the country. Um, we're going to go over a bit of news today, and I'm going to just going to pass. Yeah, I'm going to pass it off to you to talk about. Hello. This, since we have a, we do have an agenda right here.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm John. Welcome to the fourth edition of the Free Speech Forum podcast. Tonight, we have different camera angles. Can we do a different ca- camera? Oh, there we are. We got would that. You, would you look at that?
0: And then Don's in a tunnel Whoa. right now. He's he's going. We got some stuff going on over there.
1: So. Um, so first, I want to talk a little bit about our patron membership. Thank you to everybody who has signed up. We plan on uh, rolling out lots of good content for our patrons. That's going to be patron-specific. So if you see the video we posted today, we should have the Taco Bell Live camera up very soon. And that's going to be a patron-specific uh, perk. We also are going to be dropping to Jerry. some some special uh, access to the podcast and behind the scenes stuff for our patrons. Maybe get some discounts on our swag. Um, I think and hope that Taco Bell Live will be up this weekend. By the end of the weekend. And We got just so much cool stuff coming, guys. Uh, we by the end of the month, I think we're going to have the new website rolled out, and it's going to blow everybody's mind, but I'm, I'm not going to talk about it too much. So, we have our very special guest here tonight, uh, Yank Me Noodle. I've yanked his noodle many times. He's yanked my noodle, and we just yank each other's noodles.
2: Hey, we're talking about God tonight.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: but we're talking about grace, so.
1: Yeah, and... Um, I've worked with Don for, uh, 10, 12 years now and, uh, and he's, uh, he's always kind of the guy that when things are going, having a rough day, having a, having a good day, even we go find Don in the back and just sit down and hang out and talk. And, um, Don is a big believer in God and, you know, In in seeing all the censorship and and what you see in media and stuff, it's like one of the topics that people are never allowed to talk about or get pushed away is talking about God. You know, we don't have a God month, and we don't have a special attention brought to God. You know, I was watching Netflix uh, with the wife the other night. I forget which show, but they did a Pledge of Allegiance, and... The kids in the Pledge of Allegiance, they didn't say God. And uh, that just seems to be the common theme. And me, personally, I am a big believer in God. Everything I do and everything I've done with this site, uh, this whole enterprise here, I feel like, you know, God's just kind of laying out the path because there's so much stuff going on. It's insane, but uh, it seems like, you know, Every once in a while, when it looks like we're we're going to fall apart, it's like God just kind of lays the next step out for us. But I think something a, a lot of people get confused about, and I got confused about a long time, it's like, oh, uh, look at these Christians and how they behave and how they act, and uh, you know, they're, they're not living the, the Christian life. And Don tried to explain that to me for the longest time, but I could never grasp it, but that, that's just kind of a quick overview of everything and and I'll, I'll pass it to Don and we'll get some conversation going on.
2: okay well I want to start saying this is my opinion this is the way I look at the Bible this is I think it's right but everybody I guess thinks they're right so uh, starting out the way I look is what has happened God in the beginning God created everything and he put adam and eve in a garden they had everything that they needed and then they were given free choice so they had the one bad what wasn't a bad tree it was a good tree everything in the garden was good but it was the knowledge of good and evil and god said leave it alone and they didn't and they had dominion over everything on earth i think they could just like jesus told the fish to go to the right side of the boat I think that man had dominion over every animal, everything, and when, when they took the tree of knowledge and good and evil, they gave their dominion over to Satan. So Satan now has dominion over the earth. God is still in control, but man has fallen. That's, that's just the, the bottom line, and that was the whole point of Christ coming. I've heard all my life that it's it's hard to live the Christian life and they and I've heard it say it's impossible and it's true there's that was the whole point of the 10 commandments the 10 commandments were never for people to strictly obey because they can't and that was the whole point was that they saw their need that they couldn't obey and it's the church, the church is is a lot has a lot of responsibility for this because my most of my background has been Baptist Methodist Church, and they talk continually about repentance, and repentance to me was always I heard change your mind, but I thought it's meant change the way change your mind about the way you think of things. Well, you. You can't stop the way you think about lust or hate or kill or murder. Especially driving to work in the morning. It's one of my biggest downfalls. Is people driving to work in the morning? But it's you. The whole point of repentance is to change your mind about God. Everybody thinks that God is just this big bully. what was Bruce Almighty that said? Just what the big bully with the hourglass, just waiting for somebody to mess up. And that's, I think, that's the view that that is taught. And that's most of what I got out of church is repent and obey. Well, it didn't work. I could not change the way I thought, and I couldn't understand what I was doing wrong. And the verse that came to, that was always preached at me, was to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So anytime I've had a, a lustful thought or a hateful thought, I would try to focus on Christ, and it just seemed like the thought got harder, got worse, got it didn't work. And and I finally found a preacher, a grace preacher, and he said that verse means that you have been forgiven. If you ask Christ to save you, if you recognize Christ as your savior, then you You can just focus on his. It's all about what he did. He went to the cross. He paid the price. He redeemed our lives from the fallen world.
1: So, so that's a lot to take in. And the first thing I I want to talk about is the tree of life and the tree of knowledge and good of knowledge of good and evil. Whatever. So. So that's a really interesting symbology, you know, and um, I've seen different, you know, interpretations. And the snake was in the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and you know, uh, Eve bruised its head, and he he bruised her heel or something. And uh, but to me, the way that I understand the tree of life versus the tree of knowledge and good and evil is when, when they're eating and we are eating from the tree of life, we are in the moment connected with God. Like completely in the now, completely in the moment, connected with God. The tree of knowledge of good and evil, I mean, it's that exact th- thing. It's like it's trying to come up with what is good and what is bad. And me coming up with some kind of moral system... And thinking my way through it, and um, and and almost living by the the good boy system, and trying to be such a good boy that you become as good or as powerful as God. And you start thinking, and all these things, you know. But you lose the minute you start trying to solve these things, which should be left up to God. You lose the connection with God and the tree of life, and 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 that's just the way that that I have understood it. I mean, this is my opinion, and overall, I mean, that's why I'm glad to be here tonight on the Free Speech Forum podcast talking about something like this because this is free speech and we can talk about this if, if we want. You won't find this discussion on CNN or or NBC or anything. You know, they'll have plenty of discussion about uh, LGBTQ and... Uh, Cutting your penis off and, and et cetera, and not that, that any of that's wrong, uh, but it's just not discussion. So so to me the way I the way I look at the fall is it's like when when Adam and Eve stopped giving credit to God and having trust that God's gonna handle everything, and they started to try and solve all these problems themselves.
2: I think it was to me it was more like if you didn't know something how can I explain it? Just like it said that they realized they were naked. If, if, if we didn't know from birth that, that we were supposed to be clothed, we would always just walk around naked. And I think that the whole point of the knowledge of good and evil was that they realized that they were doing something wrong. I, I don't think there was anything that they could have done wrong. start with the only the only thing they could do period wrong was to take from the tree of knowledge of good and evil which for us to have free will you have to have a you have to have something to to go against free will or whatever you have to have something and i think that that is the whole the damnation that satan holds over us is sin consciousness we we think all the time that Oh, I'm not supposed to be thinking like this. This is this is bad. I'm not supposed to, uh, and and it's it's been paid for. That's that's the whole point of, of Christ coming. Was it? It's nobody. No Christian's better than anybody, and we we can't we can't do it, and. We can't stop sinning, but Jesus paid for it, and just focusing on that has taken the sin consciousness away from it. It's given me such joy that I don't I don't worry about it anymore. And
1: see, I, I have had heard that so many times. You know, you hear it and you hear it, and it just kind of goes one end out, one ear out the other. But but first, about the tree of knowledge and good and evil, I think I'm on the same same page as you. Is mm-hmm. it's like Humans thinking that they can know what's right and what's wrong, and the minute you you say something is wrong, sin gets created, and and when you don't live up to that ideal, which we will never live up to these ideals, then then you're fallen. I mean, it's like a guaranteed fail. I mean, yes, you're guaranteed yes. to fail. And I have heard people so many times just say, "Oh, you know." Just just believe in Jesus (laughs) and it's grace. And I mean I'd hear it and it's one ear out the other. I'm like, you know, I I was agnostic for a long time, and to me, agnostic means, oh, there's probably something out there, but I don't really know what it is, so I'm not gonna care. And you know, I would have guys like Don and there's a a, another guy at work, James, who would kind of talk to me, but they were always real. They would never like pressure me, you know, but they're just ask kinda of ask questions and it makes me think about the thread the thread this week people talking about like how do you how do you get to truth? But they would just ask questions, not pressure me too much, but I had kind of started to believe in a a general God, you know. There's some kind of spirit of the universe. I was willing to admit that. You know, I, I had uh, I had got there and uh, some of that some of that admission of God is related to a a program I'm in to help me with some of the things that I struggle with. But um so uh, I, I've got a real story that goes with this and like some dreams dreams that I had and how I, grace was revealed to me directly if, if we want to talk about it.
0: Um I, I had a I had a question. Uh, kind of going back to the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil it it seemed like um, and maybe I'm misunderstanding that once they had eaten of the tree, they now had um, the the ability to sin was it was that ability um, due to having the knowledge of what good versus evil was or was it they they now had the literal ability to commit sin before they could not have done that.
2: You know, I don't know. I, I if they didn't know what sin was, if there and if there was nothing that they could do to sin except take from the knowledge, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I, I, that's a good question, but I, I don't guess they could. It's, well, that just opens up all kinds of. Yeah, back to could Jesus sin? I
0: guess. Well, I, well, so I I do think that Jesus had the the ability to sin, and that's what made it you know the fact that he didn't such a such a powerful sacrifice because this is someone that he could sin, and he was tempted throughout his life, and he still did not sin. That's so that we yeah. I would I would not I would not profess to be a. a um, biblical scholar at all, but um, what do you you think, John?
1: Well, so I think that the big thing I think is that philosophies and religions and uh, you know, they're all so incredibly complex, and there's such a big difference between us being, understanding the theology, and then living the life of the of our religion or whatever you know there's a there's a a practical you know there's a practical way of living out your life and then there's there's a dogmatic way or you know people will never no single person will ever even understand one book in the bible you know correctly i mean through through the holy spirit you'll have intuition based on that, whatever. But, but there's a lot of complexities here that we do not have to understand to to live in grace as the example tonight.
2: Well, people say, uh, you know, who... Can, could you kill somebody? If you're a Christian, could you kill somebody and still go to heaven? And I, you... I. I say you can. I, I think everybody we pick our sins. Some people, you know, just I struggle with the last the the gay the gay community because I, to me it's just what's what's the difference in what they do and then just you know any any other lustful you know every it's still unbiblical being screwing around and. The only the argument I hear for that is that they say that God said that the reason that that people are homosexuals or lesbians that they they have been their minds they've been turned over to a depraved mind and that's people say that they can't they don't have the mind to accept Christ and I I don't know I, I don't I, I don't know that I can go along with that but it, at the same time. I think there's room for the cross for whatever you do. Even after you're saved, it was, you know, I did a lot of sinning before I was saved, and it's, I'm forgiven. And it, it just, it's just all about Christ. It's all about recognizing that he paid the ultimate price, the torture and death. So,
1: So here's the big thing for me that, I won't go into details, and you people will will think I'm a looney tune if I told you, you know, my full story. However, to me, uh, they the wages of sin is death. To me, that is very much tied into the guilt and shame. I mean, it, it's it's all a guilt and shame because the minute we slip up. We start feeling guilty. We start feeling shameful. Okay, I've screwed up. I might as well keep screwing up, you know. Um, oh, guilty. It just creates this incredible anchor uh, around us. And we just don't know any other way other than tote it around, you know. And every once in a while, we'll kind of get some energy up and kind of, okay, I'm going to turn my life around, you know, and and uh, do good for a few weeks. And then all of a sudden, we... we we slip up in our plans, and then we we start feeling guilty and ashamed again. And even if we live just a remarkable life and we're having incredible successes, well, then all of a sudden we start getting older, and our health starts failing, and then we feel like you know, ashamed because we're not what we used to be. It's like guaranteed disappointment, uh, shame, darkness, whatever you want to call it, you know, and. Uh, Kind of like Don mentioned earlier, it's like the evil thoughts, the bad thoughts. Who who cares what they are, you know? But for me, it's like no matter no amount of moral psychology or philosophy has helped me flush away bad thoughts coming to my head.
0: Um, I don't I don't think it's possible. I think you know you, you kind of just have to learn to accept those just as God accepts us. And um, something you brought uh, brought up earlier. Uh, I, don't, I don't. It seems like you're touching on it about saved by grace. You know, I think that that's. I think that's the only way that we're saved. That there's no there's no action. I think if you start saying that you can lose faith, then that means that that there's some way that you're earning your faith. And I don't think that that's. I was always. i You know, like I said, I'm not an expert, but I was always raised raised that we were saved by faith through grace, saved by grace through faith alone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. There's nothing that I do. That has, you know, awarded me this salvation. It it comes from a power greater than me. There's, there's, I mean, the only thing I'm the only thing I am good at is sinning. You know, <laughs> I was I was born yeah. sinning. You know, that's it. Boy, yeah. yeah.
2: What's the saying? We we don't we don't we're not sinners because we sin. We we sin because we are sinners. We're
1: yeah. born. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of part of the beginning, you know, and it was the beginning for me is just like finally accepting the dark side of myself, you know, the shadow, Carl, Carl Young calls it, I think the shadow. And and that's just that part of us that makes us have bad thoughts, whatever. It's not going away. And finally I had this realization like that, that is just going to be a part of me. Okay. You have that realization and, and then you start trying to fight it mentally. You know, it's like, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this go away. I'm gonna try and be a good boy, you know. Um, some re- really interesting way I've seen, kind of Christianity and the cross put is is everybody knows about karma, you know? They talk about karma, and a lot of the Indian religions talk about bad karma. And every time you do something wrong, you build up this debt of karma, and you do something good, and you get a credit back. Do
2: good, get good,
1: do and bad see, I feel a lot of Christians think that's what it is, too, you know, and then, and, and it's a matter of, of keeping your, your credit uh, balance in your checkbook, you know, but it's, it's, whatever, you can try it, but once Jesus made the sacrifice on the cross, all of that karmic debt was forgiven. And it's, it's this, simple as that you know and uh okay you know oh that sounds crazy some magic man from the sky came and died so you can go to heaven whatever say whatever you want but just the acknowledgement that i am incapable of living a perfect life okay and somebody lived that perfect life because God, if God is perfect, God demands perfection in everything. And if God demands perfection in everything, he demands perfect justice. And if we are going to be able to be seen in the good light of God's eyes, then then somebody has to balance, you know, we have to balance this debt. But we're human and we're incapable of doing it. And I mean... And and so by having faith, that's why they call it faith, faith that Jesus came and paid that price for us. All of a sudden, when I start having these things and I do these things wrong, you know, oh, I did something, you know, dirty, start feeling guilty. I'm like, hang on a second. Jesus paid for that for me. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because, uh, you know, I sure can't be a perfect boy. But uh, I kind of went off the on a tangent there.
0: No, I think you I think you're starting to hit on too. You know, kind of the same thing with this acceptance, and then what I was mentioning with saved by grace through faith. That um, and with Jesus being able to sin or not. That's he paid the debt that we're owed by living.
2: Took our place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. He was the 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 he ultimate took our, sacrifice. Took our punishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't like what I was saying before. I don't think it's possible to to stop those thoughts, and I think it's wrong. Like John was saying, you know, it's, it's not really John Kimball was saying in chat. It's not really our place to 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 judge ourselves. Leave that to God, right. you know. It's, and
1: that's the same with judging others. Really, you know, yeah. yeah, you can you can judge others all you want, <laughs> but you better be ready for that to reflect back on you. you yeah. know. and so. Uh, you know, but I think there's like also a like point a finger, and I got so many pointing back at me.
0: I think there's, I think there's something too. I heard this a, a while back. I think there's something too. Um, if we start to judge others, we're gonna, we do that to ourselves too. You know, there there is a price to be paid when you do that, and it's. I don't know that you can. I, that's a hard thing to really beat, though. That judgment of your of others, and to get rid of, um, yeah, it's a hard one to accept.
2: I don't know if your parents were... My dad was a disciplinarian. I mean, it was... And that's the way I always looked at God, was just... He was just... When I took one step out of line, he was ready to pop me for it. And uh, it it has taken years for me to, to actually understand, believe that God loves me, that God wants nothing but the best for me. He wants to give me everything. I had migraines for years. And, I mean, these were... These would put me in the bed for three days at a time. And, and I would wonder, why would God let me lay here and just suffer like this? He could, he could, he could fix it immediately. And I know a lot of people that, I know that's, that's really nothing, but there are a lot of people that have had some really serious stuff happen to them. We work with people that have lost family members, sort of murdered, and you know, just death from, from different diseases. And it just, it took me a long time to finally understand that, that this is Satan. This isn't God doing this. And it's part of the fall from us giving Satan dominion over us, or Adam and Eve, which, which that is just part of it. And the more that I understand that that, that God loves me, wants nothing but good for me, I, things are better. Things are... Uh, I haven't had a migraine in probably uh, more than a year, maybe two now, and it's just everything is getting better uh, in every sen- every sense of the word. Financially, so, yeah, health, I feel like I'm getting better all the time.
1: You're looking good over there, too. Thank you. It's the headphones. It's, it's the headphones, yeah. yeah. So I want to take, take this a little bit different direction now and... I made a post, you know, that we're going to be talking about a real controversial topic tonight, which is God. And something along the lines of, you know, the most, uh, the biggest threat to an oppressive government is a people that is strongly connected with God. Because God God supersedes the federal government, you know, And, uh, and to me, it's like, it, it doesn't matter what's happening in my life. You know, what the government's doing. The government's going to fall. People are going to die. Everybody in the government now is going to be dead. It doesn't matter, you know. And since I have faith and am forgiven, I am going to have eternal life. So, like, I don't really care what happens to me on this earth, you know. It's like I, I care for my family, you know, but still, if... If everything that I talk about, talked about tonight, and Jesus is real and God is real, then they're in control. And it doesn't matter what I do. And it doesn't matter what happens to me in my life. And the more people that are connected with God, you know, who cares what the government thinks? You know, we are living for the kingdom of heaven, period. You know, this, this. This stuff going on in Washington D.C. It's just a load of shit, you know. It doesn't really matter. And uh, I think that by trying to
0: erase God from the culture, that actually puts the government at the top. And it's this is maybe a little bit conspiratorial, but I, you know, <laughs> I think it's true. It it's a mechanism to control the people.
1: If you're at the top, then you're where all their rights come from. Not at all. So so Carl Jung, um there's several books. I'll post them on the board, but the whole thing about communism is like they want to push God out of the culture. And if you you think I'm a conspiracy theorist, I will give you plenty of sources on this. Communism, the all-powerful state, one world government, they want to push God out so the state can become God. Because people naturally yearn for God. I mean, they yearn for, for something. There's something in them that knows that there's something more. And if the state can push that out, well, then people become dependent on that something, you know, and, and the state becomes their God. And that's what the battle has always been. It's like the state and people's power versus God. Yeah. But God always wins, you know. Everything else that's happening and going on is just kind of like a, a play or something. You know, it's just a, a game monopoly you
2: know I'm old enough to remember you know when they took prayer out of schools back you know back in the 60s of course most of the schools in the south uh, Bible Belt it didn't take for a long time but um, I've seen so many things that say look where everything started declining in, in 1963 or 64 when they, took, when they took prayer out of the schools uh, you know uh, murder rates Pregnancies, everything just, just went. We never locked doors when I was when I was a kid. It was you just didn't have. There wasn't the I guess the evil or the even just the self that is going on now. Especially the oh my gosh, you can't say anything that could possibly offend anyone. It, it's just it's just completely over the top. That's. Somebody now, yeah. Donalds and Harold's didn't ride the damn school buses when I grew up. I, I don't know why, just because of our names. Donald. <laughs> I mean, it just and and now you can't you can't say anything about somebody.
1: So so speaking about, uh, you know, God and Monopoly and I'll tell you these and like Don said, like these are just our opinions, you know, and we're allowed to have our opinions and. Um, But my personal connection that I've developed with God the past few years, I mean, it just kind of came out of nowhere, you know, it just came to me, I didn't really think my way into it. But because the more faith I have in God, it's like the more I've been able to do in my life. And I can take all these risks, you know, and not really risk, but it's like, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, and I go do it. And then all this good stuff happens and uh,
2: you can't go wrong. If if it doesn't work, you're gonna be fine anyway. I think that's the that's the biggest relief. It's,
1: yeah. And, and and it's really helped me in like investing and making money, you no know, real estate investments. It's I, I try and do my best to humble myself and say, Well it's gonna work out just how God wants it to work out and then whatever happens from there, you know. Whatever. We're just having fun. We're just playing Monopoly, you know? We're just playing risk. We're just playing a game because we're here for a little while. Because the only thing that I can guarantee every single person that exists is they're gonna die. Period. You know. Unless that's your right. one guarantee. So the less we're raptured. Right. And and so so speaking of monopoly money.
0: Yeah, that's a good segue right speaking there. Speaking of
1: monopoly money,
0: um, actually yeah I wanted to pick what's your brain. going on yeah I wanted to pick your brain a little bit and get a get an idea of where you stand on finance and um economics and it's kind of it's kind of interesting that we were talking about God and now we go to this because there was something that you kind of pointed out to me a, a while back when we had a conversation you applied Pascal's wager to economics, which I thought was was really interesting and it was basically either everything the way you used it was either everything is is fucked. And there's there's no point in worrying about what happens because it doesn't matter, or everything will work out, and you know you hedge your bets because it's going to work out. So how do you how do you, how can you elaborate on how you apply that to your Holy financial shit. strategy? Yeah, what is Pascal's so Pas-
1: Pascal's wager is a pretty is a pretty cool thing. He was a mathematician, yeah, um, French guy, I think. But he basically said. He was he was like one of the first statisticians and
0: uh, can I can I because I, I think it's really cool either, yeah, yeah. So, and you maybe you can you can correct my understanding if I'm wrong either God exists and if you believe in Him you'll go to heaven or God exists and you don't believe in Him and you go to hell or God does not exist and you believe in Him and you just die or God does exist and you don't believe in him and you just die or does not exist and you don't believe in him and you just die.
1: Well it's not but it doesn't even have to be that complicated. You well know? I wasn't yeah it's like it's like his wager it's a matter of God existing or not existing, you know? And by choosing that God exists and living a life trying to connect to God, you're gonna have infinite more good in your life than God not existing than you choosing God doesn't exist
2: okay so how does this tie into Pascal
1: so that was Pascal's wager you know ah, and, and, I got and it. to some degree I remember that. when I first I remember and, that. and people that that choose God because of Pascal's wager you know whatever but um I can't I can't remember but Exactly what I was doing, you know. We might have been talking about, like, buying gold or something. We were talking about, no, we were talking about investing in the, uh,
0: It was investing in the, in the the real estate market, I think is what it was. I think, I think that's what we were, yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was was about currency, that's what we were talking about, currency. Yeah, I think it was, you're right, it was gold, because if, if the if the whole if the whole economic system collapses and you have gold
1: (laughs) okay okay i see where it's coming from so when i first got into investing and learning money uh i one of the first things that captured me was buying gold you know because my granddad taught me like buying gold the government my granddad was so brilliant i mean so brilliant taught me so much about philosophy and everything i know but he was a very passionate about gold and i have nothing against the idea of gold you know the gold uh, if the government inflates their money away, you know gold's going to retain its value, whatever. And in a worst case scenario, I can trade gold, you know, for something. And so, when I first started investing, I would pick the gold, you know, but but I've changed a lot from that. I have a completely different plan, but you know, method of investing now. But and the reason is is like, well. If, if everything just becomes a complete disaster scenario and I have some gold, you know, uh, Can't eat it. Can't eat it. And I mean, it's like, so I'm better off choosing that there's not a catastrophe and investing my money in something, you know, that exists. I'm sure at some point I had some good logic, but... My brain exists like it—it it runs so much. Like I can only really kind of think about what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. But what's going on right now, you know, is—is is like inflation happening, or is it not happening? You know, and what do you do if inflation's happening? Um, and gold is a traditional inflation hedge. You know, that's what people buy gold to retain their value in inflation.
0: You know, there's actually a, a strong correlation between gold and crypto. Which we can we can talk about that later, um, but there's a um, there was a point I was I wanted to make about the stock market and inflation. That yeah. So there's there's a I I've I haven't done a, a whole whole lot of research, but from what I've from what I've heard, it's not that with a lot of these stimulus checks, they're not actually just printing money. Um, they've been converting. And if you've if you've heard different, let me know. But they've actually, from what I've been told, they've been converting um, T bills or something like it's not Transgender just
1: gender bills.
0: Yeah, well, it's not just printing money and throwing it into the economy. From from what I've been told, which is one of the reasons why you haven't seen such crazy inflation. Not that it not that it won't happen.
1: Well, I really just don't. I try not to get caught up in caring about any of that. Uh, So once I moved off the gold thing, I learned about asset allocation and there's a book called The Intelligent Asset Allocator. And that is the foundation of any type of finance or investing I do. And the idea basically is let's just say that I buy 50% stocks and 50% bonds and I wait one year, okay? And one year goes by And my stocks are now 55% and my bonds are now 45% because stocks did good, I rebalance into 50-50. And I do that every year. And Mm -hmm. if stocks do bad, I move my bonds into stocks. And what that does is it guarantees that over my life, I buy high. I'm sorry. I sell high and buy low. (laughs) Just buy high and sell low. Sell high because... If stocks have done good that year, I'm going to take it off the top and put it into my bonds. And if stocks do terrible, well, then I'm going to take my bonds and put it in my stocks. And there's lots of different ways that, that this can be described. But the easiest way to do asset allocation is to just buy a life cycle fund. So, so many like retirement accounts or IRAs, they sell like a life cycle fund. And basically, oh, if you're going to retire in 2040, you can put your money in a life cycle fund. But... I basically take, you know, 60% of my money and I do intelligent asset allocation. Intelligent, because there's a book called The Intelligent Asset Allocator. Because then it does not matter if there's inflation or deflation or... It doesn't matter. Everything creates a winning scenario for me. If there's massive inflation and my stocks just take off, well, then when I do my yearly sell, I'll t- I'll sell all those gains and I'll buy bonds, you know, a more stable asset. And 50-50, and you know, usually I, I uh, to me, I like to be at like 90% stocks, 10% bonds. I'm kind of 70-30 now, but 70% stocks, 30% bonds is what I consider conservative. But it gives me enough of a... Uh, of a stable asset in case things go to shit, that I can move it, and it helped me out tremendously because I was about sixty stock, forty percent bonds when all the COVID shit happened, and uh, and, and and in March of twenty twenty, I moved my forty percent bonds into hundred percent stocks, and I had a really good year last year. <laughs> Because even though my sixty percent of my stocks lost a mo- lot of money with everybody else, I knew that I would never be able to buy the market again that cheap. When things d- does it make sense? Yeah. To some so did degree you? Did you
0: yeah. Did you kind of expect that the the market would rise again after um, after you went into it like that? Well, you, that you, or you, were you, you just can, taking a wager?
1: You can't ever expect or, uh, but. Uh, so maybe that was Pascal's, maybe that was the time I made Pascal's wager because the stock market had dropped like 60%. If, yeah, And I was like, <laughs> okay, either I can, either the stock market's going to go to zero and everybody's going to be fucked or the stock market's going to go back up. And that's when I made the wager that if everybody's fucked, everybody's fucked. I'm not going to try and take my money out and have dollars, you know, yeah. I just put it all in stocks. Yeah, and, and if that makes sense and applies the scenario, yeah. that's exactly what happened. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, I think that may. Yeah, because that was the choice. It's like either, either the whole economy is going to crash into nothing, or I can buy a once in a lifetime low stock market.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. So Kurt mentioned that a lot of I would I would love for a lot of the people that you know are interested in economics to hop in here and talk with us. It's, um, it's a topic that I really enjoyed when I was in school. Um, that was actually probably one of my favorite classes
1: oh man yeah uh, I know Chicago Fats He he's he's into he, yeah, some no. kind of stuff see um, uh, Brad, Brad Smith um, I really like how Big Buck Knoll he's always kind of dropping some ex- some uh, differing opinions you know everybody there's a thread this week everybody's like oh inflation's going to go through the roof buy gold, buy crypto, buy, re- buy real estate you know and uh Big Buck Knoll, he was just like, it's it's, it's not going to be that much stuff. You know, it's going to be just kind of normalized. And everybody was saying either, oh, everything's going to crash or everything's going to go through the roof. And he's like, no, it's just going to kind of trickle along. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened at the Fed meeting this week. It's just kind of, whether you agree with it or not, uh, but that's why, if you do something like intelligent asset allocation, it doesn't matter what happens.
0: Yeah, if things go up,
1: you win. If things go down, you win.
0: Well, I mean, I I think even if there was about to be um, a correction, it wouldn't be that extreme because you've got people going back into the economy and producing. Yeah, and you have people purchasing as well to fund that production. It, it's not as though that it's not as though like everybody's
1: died in this time, in this amount of time. I'll tell you the other thing I've done is, I've gone out and got as much credit as I possibly can, while rates are low. Like, give me loans, give me loans. Dude, if if memory, I was, happen, I was at the bank. Uh, I was at the bank selling a car to my sister and. They're looking at my debt and there's like, you know, over seven figures. And I was like, mm-hmm. let's go. Let's well go. done. Well, but, I mean, not to toot my horn, but in, in order to accumulate seven figures of debt, you have to be able to prove to the bank that you have collateral. So, you know.
0: Well, if the value of if the value of the dollar is going to drop, that doesn't that doesn't mean that Inflate much. Inflate my debt away. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just going to do yeah. what the federal government does. That's like a, a day's worth of work in a few years, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think. I think if you expect inflation to happen, that's the move to make.
2: Well, I'm so out of the picture on all of this.
0: <laughs> well,
2: I just keep praying for that billion, honey. Well, I'm, I'm well but, it. But, but more,
1: <laughs> I, I'm more and more taking the Don approach. So, Don, tell us about your economic approach.
2: My economic approach has been just yeah, uh...
1: <laughs> spend, keep yourself happy. Buy yes. what you want. Yes. Buy your yes. guns.
2: What well, was uh, if you can take it with you? With you I'm going to be a broke son of
1: a gun. That's yeah. yeah and and I'll tell you, Don takes good care of us at work. He's always buying stuff from Sam's for everybody. He, he's a uh, anytime he goes to uh, uh, what's the Bassmaster shop or whatever, he'll bring me a bag of Circus peanuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a huge argument if Circus peanuts are good or not, but uh, Circus peanuts are good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. John's the only person I know that has actually said that he he likes them when he can get them in uh, Cabela's. Cabela's, yeah, has that's their, what uh, I was yeah, thinking of too. Yeah. yeah, I'll see him going through the checkout at Cabela's and grab them. And Tractor Supply has them too. But anyway,
0: I I think I think a lot of times people tend to overcomplicate economics. So it really, I mean, this is this is a bit of a, a oversimplification, but it really comes down to supply and demand and incentives. That's yeah. that's that's the well, whole.
1: Kurt, So, Kurt just in the thread, he said he just sold his house two days ago, and I bet he sure picked a good time to sell that house. Oh, (laughs) dude! And uh, I I own multiple properties with my my cousin, and uh, it's been insane how much real estate prices have gone up. But I don't think the real estate prices are tied directly with inflation. I mean, some of it's like the cost of building supplies. Yeah. The cost of lumber went up, and then all of a sudden... It costs, you know, two years ago, you could build a new house cheaper than pretty much the same price as buying an existing home, you know, a 20-year home. Well you might as well just go build one. And uh, there's always the argument that like buying an existing home, they were built better back then or something, but but as soon as uh, as soon as lumber and steel and all those prices went through the roof, you could no longer build cheaper than you could buy, and I don't care what's going on with inflation or deflation, but the minute that the the building, the new builds, prices went up, everything, all the existing homes could raise their prices, too, and, you know, there was lots of other, uh, I'll tell you, here in Huntsville, the real estate market just went nuts, and I think, it, it, it's... It's not going to slow down, either. It's... It is or it isn't. I don't know. I mean, it, I, I don't. But, th-
0: I don't believe it will. You've got but, so much industry coming and, in here,
1: and I don't know if it is or it isn't. You know, again, that's one of those things that doesn't matter. I don't care, but I do think that a lot of times, usually when when everybody's in agreement that it's not going to slow down, you know, that's usually when something happens that. Slows it down. Well, I mean, just think about. I, what... I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, well, there's I mean, limited th- houses. Well, yeah, exactly. Nashville's growing like a mofo. Yeah,
0: you've got we've got what an Amazon fulfillment center coming here. We've got that Facebook, Facebook, I'll
1: tell Toyota, you. Hyundai, the real, FBI. Real quick, my plan for this Facebook thing that they built is I want. Uh, the free speech forum is going to get so big and we're going to be so powerful. And Facebook, like everybody's going to quit Facebook because of all their bullshit. And we're going to go buy their entire server farm for 25% of the price that they built it for. Did you give them a nickel? They built it for a billion dollars. We're going to buy it all for 250 million. Dude, and it's all refurbished free servers, speech are, servers. Refurbished That's servers are cheap,
0: man. They're super cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Like hella cheap, but no, I, I don't. I don't believe for a second that the the real estate price will slide on the air. Not now, at least not for another few years.
2: There's a lot of building everywhere. It's yeah, just, which I thought current administration, I thought that all that would just fall through.
0: But no, it, no. it looks like it's still going. <laughs>
1: it's just, yeah. yeah, Huntsville's growing, and uh, I personally, you know, we're holding our properties long term, but. The thing that's interesting and interesting with all this is I was talking to my uncle. He, he was a huge land developer, and the the big
0: thing... If, if any of you guys want to get in the conversation, by the way, you can just click that link, and we can add you to show. the show.
1: Big, the big thing to happen that's going to be um, is when rates start going up, I mean... You have to think that interest rates have to start going up again. Yeah. And the minute that people go buy a house at a 5% interest rate, their mortgage payment is going to be dramatically different than buying a house with a 2.5% interest rate. Yeah. And you have to think, at some point, if we want to slow down the velocity of money, you know, interest rates are going to have to go up. And, and if interest rates go up, the housing prices are going to crash temporarily. Yeah. And that's what I feel. And if we keep interest rates down, then people are going to keep borrowing and keep spending. And and that's fine. You know, I'm going to keep borrowing and keep spending. Give me as much, (laughs) give me as much money as the bank (laughs) wants to lend me and I'll spend it and borrow some more.
0: Yeah, that is, that is one thing for me. I'd really like to, Get in while it's while the getting's good, but you know it's it's there's always an opportunity around the corner, no matter what. Yeah,
1: I mean personally, and I, I'm not willing to like make a bet, but personally, I feel that there's a big pullback coming in real estate. It doesn't no. matter to me, but I personally feel that the the Federal Reserve is going to have to raise rates quicker than they said. They said they're going to raise them to 0.6 percent. That's the 10 year Treasury yield. 0.6% by the 2023. That's still below 1%, and usually, you know, I'd imagine that is if if 10-year Treasury yields are around 1%, mortgage rates will be back up about four and a half percent. And but I think that the Federal Reserve is going to have to go a little faster than that. And you know, I think it. it I think sometime in the next few years, we're going to see mortgage rates back up above 5%. And uh, that's, that's going to cause a dramatic shift in the amount of house that people can buy because of the higher rate. But in the end, it, it really doesn't, you know, I could talk, investing and spending money, and money is a hobby of me. I got back in the crypto game this past weekend, bought a little Bitcoin. Yeah, so,
0: man. It's the,
1: it's the move to make. I still got some Algorand from, uh, from the Bounty Bucks. Yeah,
0: I want to bring that back. I'm going to, I am gonna. want to come up with a system to reward some of the people on the forum with yeah. that.
1: we got so much we want to do, yeah, but we're going to get around to it eventually.
0: Yeah, we've got to stay on the fly because we got so much going
1: on. So, Don, Thank you. what are you thinking about? Thank you for letting me be on. Dude, this is fun. Yeah.
2: I have, I have enjoyed it yeah yeah I don't have any idea about finances
1: which so yeah sorry. Know as
2: far as that well goes. you know
1: there was a there was a fourth guy that was going to be here tonight who created the agenda and we followed the agenda, but he's not here you know he was going to pitch in um something that everybody wanted us we we had a thread and the topic that was most upvoted was the
0: Kurt just asked what we thought of, um how what we thought about the inflation rates how the inflation rates are going to finally start really walking up. Uh, the leftists make them realize you can't just print money all day.
1: So, so, in my opinion, the way that you slow down inflation is you raise rates. If rates are low, more people are going to be borrowing money, and more people are going to be borrowing money and spending money. It's called, like, the credit cycle. Yeah. And. The way you slow down people spending money, the, that's what the Federal Reserve does. That's the main tool it has is this knob. When you want to decrease inflation, you raise rates. When you want to uh, to bounce back from some kind of deflation, you lower rates. And we've been in a extremely low rate environment the past few years, but um, it comes down to do you think that the inflation is real, you know? And uh, they call it the Consumer Price Index, CPI, which is something that measures inflation. I saw it was over 6% for the first time or something. Um, Is the inflation real or is it not real? I don't know, you know, they're paying people more money. Um,
0: I wonder how much of it is due to the fact that they've just been giving people free money.
1: Well, it's not really free money. It's tax credits. But Well, no, with,
0: with unemployment. Yeah. Um, they made the, they, they made that so easy to get for so long.
1: Well, that's the thing about, you know, investing in finance. You can be extremely successful in investing in finance and completely ignore what's happening in the economy. As long as you don't get caught doing something like, oh, I'm going to sell all my stocks and buy gold. You always need to have some exposure to stocks, some exposure to this, and if you don't know what you're doing, you need to go see a financial advisor. They're worth their weight in gold. If all you're doing is buying gold, so you can six, quote me
0: on that. It's. All,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you. I feel like you're talking about someone. Oh, 66 yeah. percent. Yeah, and I mean, so I mean, I, I think it's real too. You know, but that's what people are arguing, and they could be right. um, Well,
0: I mean, it only makes sense. You've got everyone spending money. There's only so much so So, many goods.
1: So, if you think there's going to be inflation, then you would buy assets that protect you from inflation, like a real asset, like your house. I mean, owning real estate or Bitcoin. Bitcoin is another one. Yeah, Yeah. um, cryptocurrency. Now, the thing about there's other things that could pull cryptocurrency down, or um, but that's why you that's why diversification. You know, why you diversify across assets. Um,
0: Drop my free speech forum ten. Yeah.
1: Quit chewing on it. You got a oral fixation. Yeah, man. I like sticking. I'll help in you the out room. with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. After the t- I'll tell.
0: I'll, I'll send the. We'll record it and I'll send it to Rachel.
1: She might like it. <laughs> uh, why don't you pop that shirt off for us?
0: <laughs> There's. Hey, there is a picture of that
1: on the, in the patrons oh, yeah. club. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a patron, you can go see uh, Madison topless and. Yep. Uh, Brooks um,
0: Brooks put a picture of me, uh, or B-Lot of 12, he put a picture of me pantless the uh, the other day. Yeah, I was wearing I was wearing a, a white bra that day, but, you know.
1: So, Don, you know anything about the election audit? Have you paid any attention to that? That was the most upvoted topic yeah. in the thing to talk about. We don't have a lot of time left, but. They're watching. I'm one of these that I was,
2: Inauguration Day, I was, Waiting for Trump to jump out of the helicopter or whatever and throw Biden out and take back over. Yeah, I've lost there all. There were many. I've lost all hope in any. I think it's a waste of time. I think that if they prove that that you know all the election was totally wrong, it completely hosed it. It'll, all it it'll do is just piss us off. I know. That nothing a, will ever be done about it. Look and what's well,
1: up. and that's where, when it's important that if you're a believer in God, the kingdom of heaven supersedes mm-hmm. all this retardation that goes on, and it's like you just yeah. kind of marvel at it, and who cares? But um, did you just mute? Oh, you muted you. Can yeah. you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. So uh, I just threw me for a loop. I know uh, but it sounds I, so much I, better. I'm a personal believer that something fucky happened with the election, you mm-hmm. know, and watching everything happening and like all these counties that would traditionally go Republican start going Democrat and then uh some of these cities, like the margins they were winning with and Biden just leading up to the election, he looked like a full blown retard and they had like uh they had like a, one of that singer who's that singer uh she like sang a, a concert for him, and there was like five people there.
2: A oh, famous all of singer. The, I, I don't know. do
1: pop culture.
2: Yeah, all of but, the.
1: And Trump had just thousands and thousands of people. I mean, like 100,000 people. So I'm a believer that somebody fucked with things. And being a technical person, I know you can fuck with things pretty easy. You know, the measures that you have to go through to really protect something are tremendous. And, uh, and so, but I, I really feel the same way that Don said. It's like, uh, oh yeah, they'll find that this this dramatic cheating happened, and it'll be like, oh well, too late. We can't do anything and, about it. And they know. keep
2: saying, yeah, this, this. We'll do better next time. Yeah, this next election like, Well, what? How? If you can't vote, you just if, cheat. If ma- the voting's I mean, rigged. I, I guarantee. It help, so I
1: guarantee. Like, yeah, we could break it. I mean, like. I know guys that have re- reverse engineers like tactical data links for, for weapon systems. You know, they can break a freaking voting si- They can break a oh, voting yeah. machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think
0: it's kind of dangerous, though, to, uh, to throw doubt on a system like that, though. I mean, not saying that we, we shouldn't question it, but um, if you start doubting the system, then you start wanting to change it. And if you start wanting to change it...
1: Fuck the system.
0: You
1: know? That's what I think. Um, I mean,
0: no, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it's, it's hard to deny that something was going on because it's, it's really not like, it's not as though you have to take over the, there's only a few counties that you really have to win in to win these swing states. Yeah. I
1: mean, and, and that's what I just really don't give a shit. And I, I realize that I don't know enough to know what the right answer is politically. And I don't know what the right answer is. You know what's the best government and how do you tax people i don't give a shit i don't know i mean like what's the best way to do health insurance i don't know you know it's too complex for me to figure out but i just know that the whole system is is fucked and uh and so I, Kurt, I don't trust you know
0: kurt's I, asking is 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 change bad i think i think it really depend depends on about how it happens
1: yeah, I think it says a lot in the Declaration of Independence. You know, it's like at some point it's our, our time to decide if, if, it, if it's gotten to the point where um, we can't keep going on like that, like it is, then we have the, the right to change the system. It is our right. That's the Declaration of Independence, a document founded on God, if you would have it, you know, God-given rights. And uh, we can't dismiss that. And so uh, I wish I could quote it better, but, you know, if the system is not being an honest, transparent, trustworthy system, why does it need to keep going on? Our, our number one founding document of our country says that. And so it's our time to decide, like, is it time for change? I don't know. I have my opinions. But in the meantime, I'm going to be just taking care of my business and my family, you know, trying to do what God's will is for me. And I feel like if, if there is time to change, then, you know, God's definitely put a bunch of people together on this forum that we can really impact some change. And so uh, we will see what happens. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer. That's for sure. I mean, you a
2: target background screen now.
1: Target. Oh I mean a big target. (laughs) I don't give a shit. I mean I would be I I would be so happy to die for you guys to stand up for this and you know I'd hate it for my kids, but (laughs) I mean I'm here to do what God wants me to do. And if people want to drag me through the mud, I mean say whatever the hell you want about me. Um say what you want, but but just watch how I act and how you know uh, what I do, you know, and decide for yourself what kind of person I am.
2: Shitty. I am sure y'all I work
1: with him, so. Yeah. So, I mean, doesn't matter. Do something about it. Not really. So, anywho, um, we got some other, you know, there were some other potential topics, but I think we kind of hit the high points tonight. Um, so you guys got anything else before we go home and eat some Japanese grilled food? That sounds good. That sounds good. Your house, my house. You're welcome. All right, I guess that we forgot to play all the songs. No, uh, I, was about, like a, I was about. I was
0: going to let people hear this cool little intermission.
1: Play the play the transition song. All right, so
0: we got we got these
1: the new closing. songs. Listen to this.
0: Sounds like something from a sitcom, doesn't it? Hey, Donna, what's up? <laughs> hey, man. Oh, yeah, here's man. the show. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all these are. Rush- what is this one? This is the intermission. Yeah. are going to take need. a diarrhea. Yeah. Diarrhea break. We don't need intermission. <laughs> we don't need intermissions. <laughs> these were all created by Jackoff speed. Administrator, can you uh, hey, can you guys hear these? Can you hear these tracks, guys? Kurt, thank you for being in there. Uh, hopefully, we keep growing, getting more, uh, getting more people watching. We might have turned some people off by talking God tonight. But they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I'm forgiven for that, by the way. I don't even think there's anything wrong with saying that. Say what you want. That's why, fuck you, fuck you. Cool. whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Free, Free speech. Time. Free speech. Might not want to drop any hard R's on
0: here. Um Hey, can you guys hear this music?
1: We got it recorded, John Kimball. Thanks for being on. thanks for being in the chat tonight. Hopefully we are gonna try and keep a track of people This this is original music by Jack of Speed. All right, Don, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We look forward to having you back. You can call in. Now that we got turn that shit off for a second. Now that we can do call-ins a little bit better, we'll do some call-ins and uh, we can do call-ins and put people's faces on there. Madison, thank you for manning the ship. And... uh, um, Yank Me Noodle. Yank Me Noodle is going to be at the uh, symposium, too. So if anybody else wants to yank on that noodle, (laughs) come on down. Birmingham, July 16th, 17th, and 18th. You can say bye to everybody, Madison, and shut it down. Bye.